the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. I am your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Hey, it's exciting times. We This is a new season. and we're, we're excited for what's happening with Counterculture. I have the opportunity to to not just be a host, but to be a co-host with the amazing Lisa Jernigan. Welcome, Lisa. Oh, my gosh, Jonathan. I'm so excited. I'm so happy you're here. This is great. I know. We've been talking about this for a little while, the possibility, and here we are sitting here. Yeah, I think back in the Reagan administration, we were talking about this, and but now it's finally happening. Yes, yes. I mean, I was was nine, but yes. And I might have been 12. (laughs) Okay. So... No, no. Counterculture is is we're we're excited for the step forward. Counterculture is always been really about the the people who are going against culture and being bridge builders and peacemakers. And we, Lisa and I, have really resonated because Lisa, you're the, tell me just a little bit. You're the CEO of Amplify Peace. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So and, co-founder uh, with that, and uh, we're just about, like you said, building bridges, planting seeds. So what we basically do is we educate, we train, we resource, and we launch peacemakers to build united communities. Mm-hmm. And communities could be your family. It could be in your neighborhood, your church, just wherever you're a part of a community, how you define yes. a community. And and I am the the – uh, the Western U.S. director for Care Portal, and we make connections between the needs of families and children in crisis with local churches. And we just was res- you and I have just resonated over this common theme mm-hmm. of like I just I'm all in on what Amplify Peace is about. This show is about what Amplify Peace is about, and I just think having your voice. And your your background, your experience. She's she, you've got some mileage. You've been around the world. You know, traveled. Be careful when you say mileage, mileage. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have said mileage. I said like like there's words like mileage or girth. You know, I'll just, take you it know. in a very positive. Yeah. I do. I've I've traveled globally, so I'll take yeah. the mileage. You, right, like literally. Five, you've probably a million miles. You might have gone a million miles. I don't know. You know right? I, I, yeah. I, 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 so I'm just trying to keep up with you because yeah. <laughs> I keep discovering all the places you've lived. Yeah. Well, right? I've got, yeah, I've got a little. Mi- I've got some mileage. You do. There's an old qu- Indiana Jones quote where he says, "It's not, it's not the years, it's the mileage." Mm. So that's one of my favorite Good. lines. And so uh, that's after he was already beat up by Nazis and stuff like that. But yeah, but it's still a cool quote. <laughs> so no, but so we're the, so the, as we go into season two, we're gonna the show's gonna look a little different. We're gonna be co-hosts together, mm-hmm. and we're proud to have Amplify Peace be a, a sponsor of the show as well as Care Portal. As we, because the, I just think we're just on the same page of what we want to see happen. And so 
that just so as, so as listeners, I want you to know that it's very exciting what we have going on uh, going forward, and what we can what we can be able to be talking about. We're going to have some really amazing, unique guests. And so, why don't we just talk about guests? Like, who are the kinds of people who are going to be on this show? Why don't well, you? Yeah, come to I your think mind? what we've uh, identified is uh, you know asking ourselves the question: whose voice uh, is not being heard? Who have who? In, in culture or our communities um, are seen as invisible, mm-hmm. who maybe has a differing opinion than we do, right? right? A different perspective that we need to learn from. And, I, you know, as you and I were talking earlier, it's like a lot of times we're hesitant to either read from an author or a book that is a completely different uh, perspective, opinion yeah. than what we hold. And we're hesitant to to have a conversation or meet with somebody right. that's from a totally different perspective. Right. Because I think the fear is, if I do, am I agreeing with them? Right. And am I supporting them? Instead of going, what can I learn from them? And yes. maybe I need to. And then it also helps us when we're having conversations with people to understand where they are coming from in the conversation. Absolutely. It's super important. Mm-hmm. So just we we just got coffee right here. And so we're drink, I'm having my little decaf vanilla latte. And what are you having? And I'm having vanilla chai. Vanilla chai. Yes. We're on this vanilla today. today. Yes. I guess today. No, we got the memo. Mm-hmm. The vanilla day. And uh, I just, you know, you we ha- we have this little question that we're, <laughs> while we're in the coffee shop. It's like you're at the counter. That it comes up on the screen. How much tip do you want to leave? And then I just suddenly, for some reason, I just thought of my conversation with a, a dear friend of mine who was in, who's from Switzerland, and he thought he said, "I don't think people should tip. I think it's Christians, and it's I think it's immoral. I think it's encouraging bad money motive, motivated behavior, and it creates a false system. And so he felt like tipping was bad." And so, like, and I've, I'm not, I'm not saying I agree, whether I agree or not, right, disagree. Right, right. But it was an, int- it was a very. I wanted to hear what his opinion on on something. And we also think about what should I do when I when I get to the counter. Like, what do you, what do you usually do? Oh well, when it's like that, and it's like it just all they're doing is taking your money. Right. Getting coffee, you're like, do I tip? And yet, you want to be generous, and right. you want to. I know how hard it is to be a server. My kids were servers, right? And you always want to be generous. And um, I know historically, Christians aren't the most generous people when it comes to tipping. Okay, and so mm-hmm. I, you want to be that person, right? Sure. But at the same time, you go, but why? What am I tipping? I'm just you're just right. taking my money and giving me a cup of coffee, which is what I'm paying for in the coffee. But so you know, it's it's not what's right and wrong. It's just this conversation of dialogue. And then when you said that about it's seen as immoral, you're like, how important is it to understand cultures? Mm-hmm. Because it like to him, if he was there and and, and we tipped, he would have gone, what are you doing? It's yes. immoral. If he would have paid and not done anything to a server somewhere, we would have gone. You are not generous. Yeah. But really, neither, both of those are not right. Yeah. It's a cultural difference. Right. And so how important it is for us to be learners of culture and under, understanding mm, somebody yes. where, they, they're, where they're getting that, where that's coming from. Because that diffuses so much. Because we can create a story then going, like with your friend, well, he's not generous. He doesn't care. He's not right. taking care of people. When that's not the case at, not all. at all. He, he felt- thinks he's honoring people. Yeah. That's exactly it, and I think taking the time to listen and learn at, from from various perspectives and, and from, uh, from cultures is super important. It's, a big, it's going to be a big part of the show going forward. And so, in some ways, like we're going to look at maybe some issues that are kind of hot buttons, but then get people from different sides of the issue 
to hear their stories to help us to think maybe a little broader than maybe the narratives that we're hearing. Uh, we've I've dabbled with that a little bit on this show, and we had like the head of the Muslim the uh, uh, Islamic Speakers Bureau on here, and um, done a few things like that. But not, I'd like we're I think we're going to turn that up a notch mm-hmm. and getting like for example, I I, I just I had my neighbor. Um, he had just come back from the gay pride parade and we ended up talking and he uh, said it, what a great day. You know, how amazing it was for him. I was loving and caring and except except for the Christians who are wearing the God hates homosexuality and, and you know, yelling at them. So the, the only negative experience that he had the entire day in his mind were the Christians who were condemning him and, you know, were just condemning not him, but everybody. You know, and so that was his he what he walked away from. But it was great to hear. So that's the kind of pe- I would love to have, like maybe the organizer of the L, you know the L, the Pride Parade or you know on here to hear their perspective of what you know what it would mean to to why they would never want, normally want to come on a right. Christian radio station. But right. I would love to give them voice and 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 a chance to hear from them and build improve our our dialogues and so it's not just us this us versus them absolutely yeah because i think that's a false narrative of just us versus them well and then you're seeing the person because yes. a lot of times we we put a label on somebody yeah. and we generalize it and then we hold that to them instead of seeing the person behind the label right or behind the lifestyle or whatever yeah. it doesn't mean we condone or we it's not right or wrong right. it's just like i want to see the person right. help me understand how you came to that conclusion mm-hmm. that's you know what's what we like to do it's like that's an interesting thought how did yes. you come to that conclusion and then they share their journey and it might be some experience in their life it might have been something somebody said to them mm-hmm. that totally flipped them right and they took a different path and so i think it's really important to understand just to listen to somebody listen to understand not listen to to um, agree Right. Yes. And, and how do we learn to respectfully disagree with each other? It's okay. It's okay. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. And I think we've lost that because we have to be we we value being right over relationships, which is a huge problem. Huge problem. <laughs> and right? I think we know we probably all know people who have either left the church or even families that are separated because of maybe politics yeah. or certain hot button social issues or something like that and it gets it gets so we don't have a framework really to respectfully disagree or or maybe we or even if we can like kind of hold it in there's can be maybe so much judgment right. in our heart that in some ways it's there's this tension that gets created right. because we just think either they're so stupid, uninformed, or even evil. We can mm-hmm. we, that, that that happens. We think, mm-hmm. oh, those people. Do you know what's behind that Black Lives Matter movement, or do right. you know what's going on behind the scenes yeah. and that you know whatever? And they have that perspective, and that creates this this animosity or tension where there's just no trust, there's no place right. for love and growth, and then people are just getting tired of it. And so we want to have a give voice and agency to people who don't. Maybe are, aren't in the in the in the, this conversation, especially us coming from a Christian radio station. I think we should model model that. Well, and that's what Jesus did, and it's yeah. beautiful because he ate with tax collectors mm-hmm. and sinners and mm-hmm. all of the ones that have were marginalized in society. Yeah. Jesus is like, I've got to spend time with you. Yeah, and so he really is our role model. Yeah. So how do we enter into this journey of peacemaking through the lens and the heart of Jesus? Right. Yes. And uh, he was pretty inclusive. Yeah, I like that. Right? he was. Right, and it, even sometimes we're like, 
Jesus, should you have done that? Yeah. Do you know who they are? Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's like, yes. yes that's right. And I see them and I see who <laughs> they are and they're created in my image. Yes. And we forget that sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, ouch, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this whole journey of peacemaking, like I know just with you and myself, our journey, it's, um, it's, it's a hard journey because it starts with ourselves. We have to look inside of ourselves yes. first. It's so easy to point to somebody else and go, they. They, yeah. They, whoever they are. Right. We always, you know, they doesn't have a name a lot of times, but they have it wrong. They are doing, instead of going, where am I going wrong? Where am I, um, where have I gotten this wrong? I've heard, uh, you know, there's, there's a great TED talk called The Danger of a Single Story. And a lot oh, of times, like that. isn't that great? Oh, that sounds great. Um, yeah. And a lot of times we, we only hear one side to something mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we make, we create a whole story line. I mean, with 15 chapters, right. right, in the book about it. And yet we've never heard another side to that and another angle that could be really informative to that. Really, inf- that's, su- that's a super important because I think that single, that single mind narrative or single narrative, single story is so, it's so limiting and it's so, and it really hinders any chance of real peace and, and cooperation and love, even love right. uh, that really needs to happen if we're ever, you know, if we just have this sort of only one way to view something. So I, often in my work cross-culturally, um, we often would talk about glasses, the idea that we all have, we, we use the world term worldview, this way of seeing the world, but we, and, but most of the time we don't think about our glasses, we just we're just seeing the world through those glasses, and may, and um, and so right now, if I probably t- if I took off and focused on my glasses, I'll probably see they're probably a little bit dirty, <laughs> like, and I just haven't thought about them except when I put them on, and then I went to you know, then I went to go to bed, I take them off, uh, but I don't think about them very much. But in the same way, we have this worldview of way of looking at other cultures that gets that's formed and shaped by how we were raised and the information that's that we're around and the people that we're around. That, that can really affect and how we see LGBT or Russia or how we see uh, Black Lives Matter or MAGA or whatever. We'll, we have these, these filters that are going to instantly per- put everything in categories and, to, 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 and how we see them, mm-hmm. which might be right and it might also be wrong. And so I think we want to, in a sense, like examine our glasses, like so to speak. Does everyone to examine? Am I seeing things correctly? Maybe every it's it's actually. And I'd be interested to look at like was there ever was there ever an aha moment in your life when you, in a sense, you saw that maybe your glasses weren't seeing things clearly? Do you, can you think of something? Yes, I've okay. had several though. Okay, one of the first ones was. Uh, probably 12 years ago, I went to the National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C., and um, was hanging out with it. You know, it, the National Prayer Breakfast attracts like 150 countries, nations around the world, and they come under the name of Jesus. Okay. It's not a Christian uh, event, right. it's a, a Jesus event. So, okay. right? so people in different faiths, they, they love Jesus, sure. they honor him, they might see him differently than we do, right? right? But we're coming under the name of Jesus, so that's the commonality there. So at this particular uh, prayer breakfast, we were hanging with people from the Middle East, mm. and a lot of them were Muslims who yeah. loved Jesus, and a lot of them were leaders at government positions, yeah. were business, very successful business people. And I remember talking to them, and they would be talking about Jesus, because right. that was kind of the commonality, and they would have tears in their eyes. Wow. And I was, I remember I was thinking, when was the last time 
I got teary-eyed talking about right. Jesus, right? Mm. And so it kind of wrecked me. So then I started asking them questions, and I, you know, and of identity. So yeah. since you love Jesus and you're you're a Muslim, are you now a Christian? Right. And it was like, no, I'm a I love Jesus and I'm a Muslim, and that wrecked me. Wow. Because I didn't have a box yeah, for it. I didn't have right. Didn't fit. Right. <clears throat> Excuse right. Excuse me. And I so it propelled me on a journey going. I've been seeing the world through my Western Christian box. Yes. I haven't been seeing the kingdom and the nations that, mm. that God talks about. So what would that look like to expand that to see all tongues, tribes, and people? Right. And so that really was catalytic and propelling me into going, I've got to learn. i got to listen. i got to learn. i got to understand. And so I just started asking God questions. What do you want me to know? What don't I know? Who do I need to talk to? Mm-hmm. And it really was pivotal. That would be, a, uh, yeah, so revealing. Like, what am I missing? I mean, there's something that this person gets that I don't. I've had similar, like, kind of experiences like that. And um, so the thought that came to mind is like, name something good about Somalia. <coughs> so, like, if I were to ask anyone in, in America about something about what's the first thing that comes to mind? Probably something good doesn't come up in their first three things. Right. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, the warlords, Islam, poor, chaos, at, bad part of Africa. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what to assume. Maybe they they they, they saw Black Hawk down, and they think that just the bad people got shot, and the, it's a chaos or something like that. So I was flying to Ethiopia. I was flying from New, New Jersey to Addis Ababa, and it was a seven forty seven. But somehow I got the last row. Which had no window, oh, wow. and uh, it was, and there was just me, and, and there was I got the, but I got the window, the no window seat, which had no window, and and then the guy who sat next to me was this six foot nine Somalian. Wow! And so, and I'm going to be next to this guy for seventeen hours. You know, <laughs> this is a long trip <laughs> to get to to where we're going. And you're not a and, talker at all. No, I'm sure. So I, I, yeah. I, so I, I imagine you so, sat there in silence. So this guy, it was like, yes, I did. Of course. No, this guy, you know, I just put in my headphones. This is a while ago. I didn't have my phone. Otherwise, I would have. Yes, <laughs> <kidding>. yes. <laughs> Can <laughs> I record Come on, you I'm, right now? You, I'm, I'm Netflixing right now, so please don't bother me. Um, no, but this guy was so unbelievably kind. Mm. He took such an interest in me, my family. He treated me like I was like – he treated me like I was his like boss or like anything I can do for you, sir. You know, that kind of attitude mm. of serving towards me. Um, he, I almost like, like this guy would be my sidekick. And I, you know, <laughs> if I was the hero and he would be like, he took that humble posture towards me of wow. learning. He never complained. He's, his legs were, I'm, sh- I'm short. He's a, like a foot taller than me. And he's, his legs were bumping up and he, he never complained. But we were in these these small seats with no view and stuck, you know. And it's like this guy was in so many ways a better man than I was. And all I knew about Somali was mostly negative. And um, and so it just was eye opening. Like this guy has a lot like to teach me and, and appreciate me. So because we we were we were close, right, right, right. <laughs> literally <laughs> a six foot right. a six foot nine guy and a, and a five foot nine guy in these tiny seats for you know his legs were in in my ear yes. and he compl- he apologized profusely for wow. being oh I'm so sorry sorry you know, I'm so you know just for being his height you know so I, it was just amazing kind friendly what's we beautiful about that is you you saw him as a human being yeah. 
you didn't see him as the labels, right? And right. all the negative thing, the stories, and right. put him in that box. Right. You took him out of that box and like, this is a human being like me. And you were willing to have this conversation, to ask questions. Yes. And to hear his heart. Doesn't that change everything? Yeah. It, it absolutely does. He, it was, he was alive and, and, and um, he was a human being, but in so many ways, a better one. And so, like things that I pray to be and I, want, I strive mm-hmm. to be, he actually seemed to be so much further along. And I can, he, he, I can learn absolutely. from him and to be how gracious he was and how I felt valued and important around him. It's like, man, I hope I could – I want to be that kind of person who when I'm, I'm with the person, they feel that sense too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, they feel valued and you would serve them and want to make them better and comfortable. And you know, I, I, it was just very, very eye-opening for me. And I, I, I too have had a lot of different experiences like that. But that one sticks out to me because – Somalia. I mean, we. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. really. So, yeah. So, so that's going to be a big part of the show is really mm-hmm. giving voice to the stories of people who don't have that. Those, and that's the heart of. We want to model, not just talk with peacemakers, but model it in how we give voice and or the people who have been misunderstood, misunderstood, right? Right. And let them speak their story for but, themselves. Yes. So it's going to like, so when you're listening to the show, it's going to be like you're coming, you're going to coming in and sitting in on a conversation and having coffee with three or four people talking about this and hearing great, hopefully great stories. Right. It's just um, a conversation we're inviting convers- you into, yeah. right? Yeah. And we all learn from conversation and asking questions. And yeah. you're such a great question asker. Um, as you as well. well and that's yeah. the beauty because that's how we learn. Yeah. And sometimes asking a question that there might not be an answer. Yeah. We always want, like, if I ask a question, I have to have an answer and a solution. But what if there are questions that just kind of hang out there right. that cause us to think differently? Yes. Right? And I love when somebody asks yeah. me a question that really I go, I have to really think about that. Yeah. Because then it sent you on a journey of right. discovery, mm-hmm. right? And I love that's what you've been trying to do with the show. And that's why I'm so honored to, to co-host that's with you because you have set the stage so well in, in the past season. I think you said 87 episodes. That's, or, yep, yep. That's, that's amazing. Right. That's amazing. Yep. Um, and you know you do such a great job with that and it invites people in. So mm. that's, I'm super excited and honored to be doing this show with you oh, and coming this into is... this and learning. I learned from you. We're going to learn together from other people. And I love it that we both bring in different perspectives. Yep. We have yeah. different life journeys yep. and we really are going to be better together. And I, that's what's exciting to me. And that's what we want to encourage our listeners. Who are you, you know, who can you bring into your life and your life experience more intentionally that you guys, you can be better together? Yes. And that also includes you, the listeners. We're, we're really – something I've really just unfor- – have not done a great job is, is really building the community of listeners who are here tuning into this podcast and listening to the, the show. And uh, we w- really have a way to connect and have create dialogue. Uh, so I think we're going to – you know, working with Amplify Peace is going to help us to kind of step that up a notch and so that your voice can be heard and Absolutely. we and you can you know engage a little maybe more deeply. Because we've kind of gone one guest here, one guest there, um, so it just—it's just—I think the intentionality will be uh, really important. So, uh, and I think we're we're gonna look into filming this, so we can other ways that you can see this uh, on on YouTube and uh, yeah. I, there's a lot that we have in store for this next season that I think you'll all be really excited about. And uh, maybe we'll even get out of the studio and get on site oh if gosh, we can pull right? if we can pull that off with mics and stuff like that. I'd like to get into some of these places and see where we where this takes us. So, 
Uh, so yeah, I, so I'm I'm ex- just as excited as Lisa is. I think we just we have prayed and just and thought saw the Lord's hand and 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 my just like I, I want to work with her. I think I think we could do something get same way better together. Her hearts um, were it's it's like we're different people, but so like hearted, and um, I really think that'll be be an amazing show. So. Well, you know, there's people that you meet sometimes, and um, you meet them at first, and you're super impressed and you're intrigued with them. But, yeah. but then the the more you spend time with them, that kind of diminishes because yeah. it was like all up front. And then there's people that as you meet and you talk to and you keep learning and more intrigued and more intrigued. It's not yeah. that they're not interesting the first right, time, but right. it continues to grow. Oh, yeah, that's who you are. Oh, okay. And like even today, <laughs> we were talking about all the periods, and yeah. I can't wait to help this come out in future shows. But just all the places you've lived and mm. your experiences and the cultures and how that ties into today and the work you're doing in our community we both love our community and we both love the world and so but yes. we have to start in our own communities yes. right and how we see and respond and listen to the voices in our own communities and like we said start within ourselves yes right and For so sure. doing that yeah. hard hard work and we just want our listeners to know we're in that journey with you right. totally with you yeah so, so i'm like a parfait or an onion one of those two i've got a lot of layers you kind of get a little deeper. No, I love it. No, but that's a treat. That's, that's what Shrek we want to do. I know. Yeah, that's right. good. But, but that's what's so great, right? The more you go, oh my gosh, I didn't know. Yeah, and so, that's what you want, right? Discovery. So, yeah. and, and, then, and then it gives other people permission to share their story, their journey. And love, you're love right that. with somebody. And we want to encourage people to like, have these conversations with other people in your life, you know, and, and learn from other people, continue learning. And then we want them to share with us what they're learning. Yes. And some of their conversations. Yes. And even help inform us of who some people we should be listening to on the show. We love that. I think so. So this next year, uh, next season is going to be super exciting. And so let's just close with that question. You brought up that question. And, um, and so here, here's what I think would just something to think about. Who would you have a problem or be bothered with if they were to move in next door? What kind? What type of person would you feel uncomfortable with if they? I moved think it was in? you that asked that. Oh, I guess I guess yeah, I, did. I was, and I was like, "That's a question we leave." Yeah, that's okay. like we just let it hang there Let's because just, yeah. when you asked that question, I went, "Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah, that one kind of hurt, right? right? Yeah, right." So, I think that's what. Just leave it hang leave, there. Let's leave that out there. So you've been listening to Counterculture with Jonathan and Lisa, and we've just been super excited about this next season ahead. Uh, thank you for tuning in. God bless. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace, educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities. And by Care Portal, a platform connecting the needs of children and families in crisis to the local church. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.